Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Give me some David eyebrows. Oh, uh, these are your headphones there. Oh, oh I, I, should, I guess I should do that. This is it's starting. Yeah. And to our Got a good intro set? I think so. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. Today we have comedy magic legend, cardistry pioneer, and David Copperfield's secret right-hand man, Chris Kenner, is here. So much of a secret. (laughs) I love being a secret. Secrets revealed here on Penn Sunday School. We're going to talk to Chris about I mean, everything, anything, all of it, all of it. I don't know. I don't really know. Here he is preaching the love, Penn Jillette. Yeah, well, we we know we love you. We know we love you. That's all we know. That's all we know. So, uh, Chris, how long have you been working with David Copperfield? Uh, 30 years, over 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Now, you were setting out. I'm always interested in this, you know. Uh, when we worked in uh, in early theater, when we were first starting to do small theaters, Everybody that was working in the small theater, the ticket people and all those people, they wanted to be in a show. Oh, yeah. yeah they didn't yeah. want to be ticket people. No. They didn't want to be ushers. They wanted to be in a show. When you get to a certain level of professional, the people on our crew now wanted to be on the crew. Right. They wanted to be stage manager. You know, Aaron went right. to college to be a stage manager. You know, lighting guy went to lighting college, right? But you were setting off to be a magician. Correct. And then you get derailed by David Copperfield. So <laughs> exactly. how, how did he crush your dreams? Because you're It also, was crushed. You're also good. Oh, thank you. But I you did crush them, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I always wonder what would have happened if I would have never worked for David. 100%. I always worked. I think another two years, David would have been working for you. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Work that out. That's what. But it is true because you you had a great rep as a, you'd you'd established rep as a comedy. Yeah, I was trying to do comedy and I was just trying to, I was actually, at that point, I was trying to take the magic out of my act because, man, this was the 80s and the 80s comedy clubs were just filled with comedy magicians. And you were just thinking, Boy, there's no money in magic. And then Copperfield came along. Exactly. He said, maybe there is some money. There, there's in magic. definitely, I've learned there can be. Yes. <laughs> it's worked out very well for me. But the how I met David was weird. He, uh, Mike Caveney, who's a friend of, we all know everybody, Mike. Yes. Everybody knows Mike. So Mike says, hey, David's coming to Indiana. You're in Indiana right now. Why don't you go to the show and show him this trick with a little baby tennis shoe? And then he said, maybe show him these other three or four tricks. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, at the time, I didn't really pay attention to David. Yeah. I was worried about my own life, my own career, my own everything. So I'm just <laughs> that like- That went away. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't worry about that much would, anymore. Once you meet David, you don't think about anything <laughs> but David. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so he, so uh, he's, I met him, and we hit it off immediately, and he's like that little- Well, that, first of all, is a miracle, because David Copperfield is not a warm, fuzzy guy. Hitting it off with David Copperfield is in the same ballpark as hitting it off with me. You know, that might be close to true. Yeah. Here's what I noticed. Uh, I'll just a little you side know, note with that. Carbonaro will talk about how long it took him before I made eye contact with him. Now, we're different kinds of assholes, me and David, but we are in the same plane. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what, I, what my experience was weird because uh, he immediately started calling me all the time. We became buddies. He's... Uh, he said, "Hey, can I, you know, can you come write a few jokes, or can can I, can I do this other trick too? And will you work on this trick?" So I'm like, "Oh, does he do this with everybody that he meets, like magicians?" Mm-hmm. I just thought he was like super friendly. And then as I got huh. to work for him and know him, I'm like, "Okay, he's not. It's kind of like they meet him, they show him a trick at a meet and greet, and then that's it. Huh. It's gone. Like I went and had dinner with him that night, and l- literally I talked to him every single day since then. Did he pick up the check?" He did. He always picks up the check. He's a, the one thing. It's the one thing to, about I'm trying to these. front load this with good stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> yes, he does. He always picks. He's a good. He's very good at that. That's for sure. Um, Where but, was this with this meeting? Dinner? This was in uh, at Illusions Restaurant in Indianapolis, Indiana. So you know, when you're in Indiana, you're pretty safe 
offering somebody to take them out of the most expensive restaurant. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a 100%. Because it's just filled with chilies and right. Applebee's. Yeah, you you're know? not in Paris. You, can, you, can throw, right, you can throw a rocket at chilies no matter where you're standing in Indiana. It's like, and then he said, hey, let's go down to Alabama, go to a Waffle House. I'll pick up the check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my God! So you yeah. went to a, you went to a magic themed yeah. restaurant. Yeah, we went. Th- it was because it was open, and I knew the people, and I worked there, so I could get. He was, I was like, "Hey, David wants to come," so they stayed open. Well, that's not really a meet cute though. Going back to show him a trick. No, no, you haven't got like we bumped into each other in a watermelon patch. Right, and we- <laughs> <laughs> watermelon patch. I would I would love to meet David at a watermelon patch. I would love that story. Yeah. Oh man, I might change my story. Yeah, you to better. That. I always tell when people say, "How do you would tell me?" I always say, "In nom." <laughs> and you know, we're just the right age. That right. It's, it's almost the brain goes. Man, yeah. Well, I wonder true? if they were in nom. That just brings an image that I want them to have for the rest of their lives. You know, for a moment I thought they met in nom. You wouldn't understand. How do you do that trick? You wouldn't understand because you weren't fucking there, man. <laughs> That's why you don't know how to do that trick. You weren't fucking there. You weren't in the shit. That's why you don't know how to do a double lift. You turn into <laughs> Kennison. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow. So, um, and how long afterwards did he hire you? Months, a month, about a month. That's oh, wow. soon. That's soon. So he just called you up and said, uh, how much, what check do I have to write? For you to destroy all your dreams. <laughs> no, it was more like, at first he said, at first he said, he, well, you know, he did something for me that I was the greatest thing ever, honestly. Blowjob? Two of them. Oh. <laughs> so, right there, I won. I had won. I had gotten he what I needed. understood my refractory period like no one else. <laughs> yeah, he got it, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. By the way, if I had mentioned... Blowjob and Copperfield in the same sentence on Stern in the 80s, I would have got a call reprimanding me by oh. David. Oh, yeah, he won't say anything. <laughs> David won't care. I was like, you think you're exempt from that now? I don't know. Oh, I <laughs> think so. Yeah, <laughs> I find out. I get a call. Bad enough with Stern. You're on with Kenner? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, God. So he, he said, hey, you, I want you to come in work. I know it was like Christmas time, so I had gigs so he says uh you know hey i know you probably got as work a, as your, in your performing. santa claus santa claus yeah santa claus yeah, you had real beard santa yeah 20 bucks a day and i had a spider-man gig you know yeah. you know so i <laughs> i'm doing this stuff and he's like well can you come work two weeks on i'll fly you home for two weeks then fly you back for two weeks and i'm and i thought about it yeah, okay and i never actually left i just kind of stayed mm-hmm. once i got there it was obvious it's going to be hard to just fly back and forth because they were on the road and then I just stayed. You canceled gigs? I canceled everything. I gave it to another person. I gave it all to another person. And, and uh, they were very good. Name. So Is that okay. person's name? Yeah. Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. His career went uh, pretty well, too. I guess I facilitated some pretty important careers. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and what year is this? 90. 90, 90, 91, so 91, 91. Already done most of his TV special. Oh, yeah. he's done, Exactly. He had done, I think, 17. Out of... 24, yeah. five, yeah. Most, yeah. exactly right. Uh, let, let's mark this down. Penn got something right on Penn. <laughs> 93 is 15. 93 is 15, okay. Wow. Well, we did over 20, I think. Is that right, Reddy? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Reddy's just like, at the ready. <laughs> at the ready, ready. You just made the, the finger gesture like he was typing it in. He has it in his head. Oh, you know, that's true. Because yeah. there are many times I've talked to Reddy and he'll say something and I'm thinking, well, how do you know that? He's and he's right. He's right. That's the great part. Yeah, we, why don't you give us uh, the uh, sovereign nations in uh, <laughs> backwards alphabetical order, just the first five? Zimbabwe, Zambia, Yemen, Vietnam, and Venezuela. Thank you. <laughs> just, I'm not sure what he has in his hand. <laughs> oh, my God. 1935 Major League Baseball stats, best That's hitter. Sports, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't either. I was just like thinking, what's the most fucked up thing you could ask? <laughs> Should we point out that the ready, you kind of work for Kenner, don't you, buddy? We'll get to that. All we'll right. get to that he works for Kenner. But right. but go on. So it's uh, 1990. Yeah. And so and the, now who was running Copperfield before that? Um, at the time we had a- Who was the puppet master then? <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of people. There was Joe Marsh, who was kind of like a- he, he booked David mostly was, mm-hmm. but he's, he was involved in the, in the U S tours and the, some of the foreign tours, but he kind of was his own entity. We had a lawyer that dealt with all the contracts, Al Reddig. There was a gentleman named Chris Giordano who was probably the me before me. Mm-hmm. 
and a girl named Sherry Castleberry. And you, did you come in and fire their asses? No, 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 no. It took a few years before I started. I, I was the kind of person I'm just like, you know, you should probably be great if we had a backup for this or we did this. Or, And with David, he's great because if you make a suggestion, he might assume you want to do it or that you're going to do it. So you're inviting yourself in to do that. So I, 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 I kind of like, yeah. That's your preset from now on. You're exactly. exactly. <laughs> I learned exactly. very quickly never to set anything backstage. Oh, yeah. When, when Teller and I was just the two of us working, if there was a prop that wasn't ready, I wouldn't touch it. Because I knew that if I touched it, next time you'd expect me to touch it again. <laughs> yeah, no matter who you are, that's yeah. exactly right. And I don't touch things. <laughs> I mean, that's my absolute rule. That's the first thing I learned at Ringling Brothers is don't ever touch anything hmm. for any reason backstage. I I'm always appalled when something, like if I walk backstage at your show, you will notice hands are in pockets. I would not touch oh, a yeah, gum no, racker backstage. And yet comics... Like you bring Paul Provenza backstage, he's picking up every prop. Look, oh, what's this thing? No, that's set for the show, you stupid motherfucker. I don't touch anything backstage. And there's two reasons. One, you don't want to fuck things up. And two, you don't want any responsibility for anything. You know, you know we had Penn come back here at the, uh, at the, uh, the MGM the other day. And he came back and the, um, and the dinosaur rig, he moved one of the things, so I assume he'll be here every night doing that. Oh my God, yeah. I, I was hoping that we would, you would get to that, because yeah. you know, you have, uh, oh God, let's see, where was Wait, I, David? We'll get through it. We're going to get through your first year by the end of both years. <laughs> but we'll, there will be digressions. So you, I'd actually like to start a digression on uh, illusions. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm correcting for inflation, but it's a $25 a plate restaurant in a $15 a plate town. So it was a real grind for you there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a whole magic scene from there, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Close was- in, Mike Close was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike. I wouldn't even get his start there. Obviously, Mike was Mike before yeah. then. So he was already like a name yeah. to us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mike was there. Homer worked there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of who else worked there. I, a lot of people came in and did like a week. Dave Williamson, Daryl, these guys would just come in and do a week. But work, work, work. Jamie, Jamie Switz worked there for a little while. You know, we have all sorts of people work there. So, And you, you were you involved in it at all or just worked there? I just kind of worked there. I, mm -hmm. I, as, as I was involved as I would be because I was one of the guys who was there all the time. Now, you ran your, uh, you ran your own career. Do you do, do, you do your bookings yeah. and all that stuff? I did everything myself. So you were, you were a one-man operation. One man, yeah. yeah. And then Copperfield flies you in. You cancel everything else. And now you're part of Copperfield's world. Correct. And the thing that he offered me that made me stay, that made me really want to stay, was in the in the show, he would show a film so he could get ready for flying. He had to do a costume change. So a costume change. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it was a, by his role. Oh, it was a costume <laughs> It was a costume change. Because you don't want to fly in the same clothes <laughs> right, exactly. you That's 100% right. Why you wouldn't want to fly? People would go, when Liza Minnelli flies, she did a costume change. When Cher flies, she did a costume change. Do a costume change. So you're putting the feather boa on him. I'm <laughs> putting the feather boa on him, yes. He's doing his costume change, his feather boa. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and and he said hey how about if i let you perform in the show and do like a 12 minute spot instead of me showing the film what a deal what a deal right yeah. so i did that for like 10 12 years really yeah oh shit and the only thing i skipped was major markets so that and it was i guess i must have seen the major markets because so I if it would have been detroit uh chicago so anything like that or vegas we just i just didn't do it because contractually with the show i don't think i could have at caesar's because you you still have that thing from the underage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's still that. I, I thought camp. she had an ID. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I hate when they do that. Let's not go into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, I know you can't go on Caesar's properties for that reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> but oh, he, had, he, had, he, had, he had a law that, I mean, they had a contract. I think they had a contract. Only David Copperfield. Couldn't could have an perform. opening act without being, it was like a rigmarole to get it approved through I, Caesar's. I so we just, I, was, I didn't really mind because I got to perform, you know, we'd do 650 shows a year. So to do 400 of them is a lot. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, sure. it's like, holy shit. Most people don't perform for. 400 yeah. times a year, much less. And it was fun. It was great. So I, I did, uh, I just did stand-up stuff and had fun. And did you do any magic during that too? Yeah, I did. I did magic and did close, uh, not close-up. I did, uh, and actually I did do a little close-up with a camera when we first started because he thought, 
oh, you know, it'd be better because we you'll do close up stuff and I'll introduce this close up guy. So I did it that way for a while, and then I'm like, I kind of want to do. I don't. I want to do stand up. So I want to do the flying. Yeah, right. Yeah. How about me? <laughs> yeah, please just like give me, me the ball walk. Give me the ball walk. <laughs> no. Come on. Coach. It'll fit. It'll fit. I know it will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was the way that kind of worked out, and that was great. And uh, it, I was a great contrast f- with him because I you was were good. Wait, it was weak. Oh God, <laughs> I was no. No, uh, I didn't even I was, say that. I didn't even say I that. I don't know, Ben. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I was just like goofy. Yeah, so sure. I'm like a little goofier. And so he, he it's like a, it was a good contrast. Uh, and that, that worked out worked really well for me for years. Well, you for, it's, it's easy to forget because, because David uh, is so into comedy and, and so funny, yeah. you forget that he plays or more so in the past. He played pretty serious. Oh, yeah, very much so. Now he's... Now, now, he, now he's a little sillier. Yeah, it's good to see him let his like uh, you know comedy freak fly, flag yeah. fly a little bit. Well, no, he hasn't let his full comedy freak fly. <laughs> right, exactly. He would. I could not get him. You know how how hard I worked to get him to do Otto and George's act. Oh God, because he knows it. Oh, he can recite. And he it. can do ventriloquism. Yeah, and he has George. He. I, it would be so great. You know, you were part of that when yeah, I yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I went on. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what was that show in? Uh, in in on on serious whatever that show was uh, uh opie and anthony oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, they they loved they they loved otto and george and when uh, when when otto died i did this whole heavy duty campaign going listen david just for a hundred special invited people <laughs> just late at night total nda signed by everyone yeah Take all their video, cameras. All right. cameras taken <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Just do auto. We'll George. have a flashy thing, the Men in Black flashy thing at yeah. the end of the night. Yeah. We'll just do everything <laughs> we can. You know, because, uh, you know, I know that Otto and George worked very private shows for David. Oh, yeah. We did a couple of them. I know. They were great. One for only two people. I know. Oh, that. yeah. That's right. Yeah. He did one for, yeah, I remember yeah. that too. That was, yeah, that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I heard that from uh, Otto's side. Yeah. He said- Oh, I can only imagine. He said, it's like performing for a Batman villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, in the, in the penthouse. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Anyway, he should do Otto and George, and we should not give up on that. I agree. You know, he would be- it's, Let me tell you, he's- What's also great is he also has as good a ventriloquism chops as Otto. You're right, exactly. Which is not saying a lot. I know, but it's, <laughs> he for sure does. That's he for does. sure. Yeah. But yeah, I there are so many times, and uh, there's another Homer backstage. He also knows Otto's act very well. So, mm-hmm. by the way, in case someone doesn't know, and you should know, Otto and George were the best ventriloquism act that ever lived, and they were. Uh, he was psychotic. He also had many drug problems, and he did the the most uh, uncomfortable, uh, unpleasant, and so fucking funny uh, act that's that's ever been done. Matt King first told me about him, and we had him in the Aristocrats, and we had him on Sin City Spectacular. Oh, we wow. had him on our television show, and just told him to work any way he wanted, and then we just blipped the whole thing. <laughs> so if you if you see it, it's just all the way through. Oh my, he starts great. out by going to get on this show. I had a blow teller so hard pen came. That's the way that was George's opening joke. So <laughs> so um David could do Oh Otto for sure. Because it's uh the also, look up he, AVN, oh, oh, Otto and George AVN Awards, because it's hysterical. Yeah. It's yeah, just, that's, that's a absolutely. really good introduction to Otto. Yeah. Because it's, it's a perfect place for him to be that, and he's just, it's really great. But I mean, David, uh, I mean, you can never say this about another person. You can never say this about another person, and please forgive me, it's not proper to say, David might have enough money. I mean, you, you can't say- <laughs> he might. You, no, you can't say Jeff Bezos has enough money, because you don't know- what his goals are, what he's trying to do. You can't say enough, but David might have enough money. And if I were running David's life and God, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I would have David. It was on this podcast that Chris and Penn decided to switch jobs <laughs> oh for God. one year. Phil, <laughs> fulfill his contract, you know, don't break any contracts. Fulfill the contract he actually has to do, retire and go 
as an Otto and George tribute act on the road. He does not have to change his staff at all. Everybody stays with him. Isn't that true? Probably, yeah. Everybody stay, You stay with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you stay with him. Homer stays with him. Yeah. Everybody's there. You know we could get booked, and it would be like uh, Otto and George Mania featuring David Copperfield. Oh, my God. With original Otto. With original George. George, yeah. George. Original George airs that's Otto. <laughs> We had, well, so Otto came, because David has has had the original puppet mm -hmm. for a long time. and The one that the head blows off for the Kennedy Yeah, the set. Kennedy thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so great. Back and to the left. You never saw Back Otto and George. to the left. I did. I went to the Copperfield Theater. I got to go in tow with you. I got to be oh. in, in your entourage. Oh, for the, when he did it at the show? At the, oh, at the, at the theater. Oh, At the God. actual Copperfield Theater. He ended with the Christopher Reeves joke yes. at the top of the stairs. <laughs> so, Jesus, such a, that's a horrible joke. Horrible. So, well, yeah. you can say that about any part. Oh, of that's that. true. You just pull out. There's not like one. See, his, his. If you wanted to define fractal to somebody, <laughs> you could say Otto and George's act. Any piece has the same details of the of the whole thing. Mendelbrot. Mendelbrot sets are perfectly demonstrated. You can't pull. I mean, Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget. You can pull out of their acts. Yeah, yeah. Actual yeah. jokes that could be done for general people. Not no, Ottoman no, George. No, no. Not, you, you go, oh, how about this one about, no, no. You can't. So, so I don't know if you remember this, but uh, it, it, it was either the Pearl Harbor day or the day after, right around Pearl Harbor. And Otto was here. And I went to see, you were there. Mm -hmm. Rita Rudner was there. Everybody that loves Otto is there. Mm -hmm. And there was a Japanese girl in the front row. <laughs> and he was so brutal <laughs> to her the entire show. And, I couldn't, I just like couldn't believe it. I I literally have like, oh, I can't, he's, he's just obviously making this shit up right off the top of his head. Yeah. yeah it was, it's like the, uh, the wonderful article that was just in the times about my, my, my dear, dear friend, Gilbert Godfrey, oh, Gilbert. who, uh, when someone called in Stern and were offended by the Holocaust jokes and Gilbert got on the phone with her and started doing Holocaust jokes. <laughs> I mean, when anyone else would go back yeah gilbert would go forward in auto too yeah but auto was you know higher than a kite on drugs it was a little easier for auto <laughs> gilbert would do it stone cold sober and saget would do it stone cold sober and understanding the repercussions All which right. auto and gilbert did not so in terms of bravery it's probably saget yeah he's on the most wholesome show in the world yeah and then he's bob saget yeah yeah because yeah. first time I saw Bob Saget live at a comedy club, was years and years ago, I was just like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Yeah. He's not what I thought he was going to be. And uh, I've said this many times, if you've ever gone out for dinner with Bob Saget, he, it, it was incredible. No matter who your server was, he would open with talking about anal sex. <laughs> you know? And that was to a random server at a restaurant. Oh my. And then, you know, and then it was Bob Saget, you know, yeah. kind and sweet. And it was so weird how they were, you know, having spent so much time. I just, I just, uh, you know, I've been, I've been very much in touch with Dara since oh, Gilbert yeah. died and, and, and while Gilbert was dying and before, and, uh, Dara just said she pulled out the emails, a thousand pages of emails between Bob Saget oh. and Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my God. And she said, could this be a book? I mean, it's really offensive. <laughs> I wrote back, no shit, really? <laughs> oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. So, it's 1990. <laughs> You're doing your act with David Copperfield. And when does he start giving you the keys to the car? Um, Within five years, I start having quite a bit of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And by... By 1998, I think I was basically in charge for sure. Okay. Like a hundred, not a hundred percent in charge. Cause we still had some people booking us tours, mm -hmm. but, but you even took over all the booking. I took over all the, especially like foreign, I would prove everything. And, and no matter what, 
I was the approval for all of it because let's say I had to figure out if we could on a, especially foreign, can we go from country to country? How many, how many miles? What's the border like? Uh, what countries what, is he still allowed in? Yeah, right. What travel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what travel? What the travel and, restrictions? And, and how speaking? can how can we uh, placate the Russian mafia? We've oh, I know, I know. Was a, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was is this? <laughs> we had oh, so uh, so, so in in uh, oh my god, it was the 850th anniversary of Moscow. As a matter of fact, 90th. part of this is 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 Putin's revenge on Copperfield. What's happening now in Ukraine? <laughs> he was oh, at the show. What? Yeah. Well, okay. Now you got to testify about Russia a little bit. Go ahead, tell us about it. He was at he was at the show in Moscow, but we had you know it's funny. I don't know that I can talk much about some of it, but the, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah be, but be, no, but the but do be careful, do be careful. The, the, I know it's serious shit. The, the we had an issue. Well, just basically, what happened is we were in Moscow and in, in Russia, and they didn't want to pay us, so we wanted our money, and then they they kind of held our stuff there after we left. They held our equipment. Mm -hmm. And that's terrible because we had shows in, in Vegas. I remember, I remember talking to David right around that time and he said, oh, my props are stuck in Russia. And I said, you know, and your dog ate your homework. Right. And this was, <laughs> and this was, this was, this was 98 or nine. And I, I'll tell you what we did was actually great. I'll get to the, I'll get to that in a second. But so when we're in, in Russia and it's winter time. And we had made these. Russia's beautiful. Uh, it is actually very much so. <laughs> it's not cold at all. Uh, it's paradise. <laughs> exactly. So we needed. Who was in charge of that book? Oh, Chris Kenner. Yeah, thanks. Chris <laughs> Let's be in Moscow in January. Good thinking, says Dave. <laughs> uh, that one wasn't me, but um, thank God. But uh, so we're in. We're there, and we know they're going to hold our stuff, and we know where it's. It's it's locked. It's locked in a um, like behind this fence. And but the one thing we wanted out of our trucks, we had made these custom Christmas cards. <laughs> so we had made these, uh, pan printed them, cut them. You can have such a career with the with the Christian right. So fighting for Christmas in <laughs> Russia. I know a nice David Jewish boy, David Copperfield. <laughs> so he's like. By the way, Copperfield is not a Jewish name. We'll get going. Okay. All right. You say that as though it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord. So he, we broke into our own trucks, and that this case that they were in was back in the truck underneath another case. So we couldn't really get it out. So we cut a hole in the top of it to take the. So literally, it's like a James Bond, some sort of Jason Bourne bullshit. We're just open. We cut the door open. And we put another lock on it. So we, we didn't have the key to the lock. So we cut that lock, put another lock on it, went in there, got, climbed in, got the stuff, cut a hole in the case, took the Christmas cards out, and then went back. And that's what we took home with us. That was what we cared the about. The one you went back for. It's like crazy. And then we ended up- You didn't take the boa for the fly. Right, no, no. We had an extra. We happened <laughs> good, to have an extra boa. Good, good. <laughs> Always good to have it. You know, you got to have spare, sure, spare boa. Sure, sure. Cher has two. <laughs> <laughs> I think David's got one of those. Uh, so uh, on the wooden chair, he has in his yeah, puppet room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not the wooden chair. No, actually, that, that's actually share. Right. What are you, what are you talking you about? You have a puppet of share? No, there. I have share. I've been making some good money lately. <laughs> I have share. I have an island and share. <laughs> so so we ended up when we got back, we didn't really know hundred percent what to do. So we've had this happen to us twice because we didn't have, uh, we didn't have our stuff. The other time was nine eleven. We were coming back from a foreign. We were coming back from Mexico. And That's why people are so upset about nine eleven. Is the Copperfield losing his props? Right. Uh, we didn't lose them. They just got. Uh, we couldn't get them over the board. I was making a joke. That I, other stuff was oh, going on. Wait, was there? <laughs> I'm talking about nine eleven week, three weeks ago. No. <laughs> Last year. The tragic. The tragedy of 9-11, <laughs> Copperfield couldn't get his props back. Couldn't get him out of Mexico. <laughs> so both of those times, we, we basically did a show out of the warehouse. Sounds easy. You know, like imagine if you, you guys have tons of stuff. So imagine if you, everything got locked up and you had to do a show somewhere with another set of props. I walk out of the stage with a hand mic, but go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> so David says, David basically says, well, how do we do this? And I'm like, well, let's put a show order together that we know we can do. And the hardest part was finding all the correct music. It wasn't like it was today. If it was today, it's all on file. It's sure. all easy. And then it was all in a little machine. You know, it's, it's not quite the same as the music today. So the music was the hardest part. 
getting the music and making it put it together and having it put in the right order. So I got our sound guy to fly out. Can't come. He came here. We worked on the music. At the same time, we were rehearsing the tricks. At the lucky for us at the time, the crew had been there for a long while and been roadworthy, so they understood a lot of the older props. So we could we put a show together and just did it. And it was kind of like uh, screw you, fuck you to Russia in a way that, that they because they try to hold our stuff like, hey, we've got we're gonna we're gonna get you. And we ended up, you know, we ended up getting the stuff back like four or five months later. It was a while. Wow. And the reason that, and the only reason. And I'm sure that Russia, I mean, as a whole, all the people of Russia were like, oh man, he sure showed us, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, wow. still, they're still recovering from yeah. it. <laughs> it's apparent with today's world. But with the propaganda, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the propaganda, a lot of the news outlets in Russia are still saying, show wasn't that good in vegas <laughs> yeah it was okay it was, our, it was better what we had here yeah it would have been better if he had our props we stole from him but he wasn't that people say he was great okay good very good maybe not great comrade even in that situation no one went to bat to get you approved by caesars to do a show or <laughs> <laughs> He's not coming on That doesn't matter <laughs> So the 2001 thing What happened there was more of a cost issue For me at that point So our stuff got held up in Mexico I mean 9-11 was mostly a cost issue <laughs> right. No, no, no For the <laughs> just, <laughs> just wanted to know what kind of humanitarian uh, yeah. Patriot yeah. we're dealing with here I was worried about how much that was going to affect us financially So I lost 30 bucks that day Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> My stocks went down, god damn it <laughs> so We could have got the things back And we were in Vegas So we had two weeks in Vegas Then we were going to Germany So it dawned on me I'm like the stuff is there It's going to be at least a week before we could get it here I'm just going to fly it straight to Germany It'd be cheaper for me to freight it to Germany than to bring it here mm -hmm. and spend the money. So we just did the same thing. We did the sh that show that we put together for that one week. We just did it for the two weeks mm -hmm. and then it saved us well, hundreds did, of thousands of dollars. You of, did of perform shipping. right the day after 9 11, right? No, we were at David was, David was in New York. He had just landed oh, the night before. And David, because he's in that penthouse mm -hmm. and he's in the top. Four stories. Oh, he could I see. Want, I don't even want to hear this. I don't he, think. I think um, oh, he God. heard the plane, one of the planes, fly over his place. Fucking oh, a. Crazy. Or fly near it. I can't. I don't know if it was directly over it, but right, you right, could. Right, I right. think it's you know a low plane like that you can hear in New York City. I guess. So that was kind of fucked up, but yeah. 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 That was a depress. That was such a bummer that whole time. But uh, on to something else. Yeah, let's, let's move on to something we can make <laughs> jokes about thought. without being canceled. Yeah, yeah well, where's Gilbert when you need him to go into Uzbekistan, Uruguay, <laughs> <laughs> and ready for the win. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's a couple things I want to say. Now, when you first met David Copperfield, you were in awe. I assume he was he was he was he a big magician to you or not? You said you didn't know that you were involved in your own life. Obviously, he was a huge magician. Yeah, super yeah. famous. I don't know. I'm not a guy that gets in awe. Really, I don't yeah. care. So you know, I've I've asked. Uh, I don't people. take pictures with people. I'm not a person that wants to. I just am not that person. Yeah. So so I can't I can't ask you the, the the question because you know I know people who work for um, you know Bob Dylan, and I I always ask them you know how much of Bob Dylan stays. And how much of the guy you work with becomes that. But that's not an issue for you because he was the guy you work with almost as he was David Copperfield to you, right? Right. So I, I've always, he's always been, uh, I, it's, to, for me, honestly, it's so easy to deal with David. He's so. I, that's his reputation. <laughs> <laughs> All I want is that laugh on a constant loop. Just. <laughs> Well, you know, in the, on the road, and I learned this very quickly, we had a reputation in venues of being so difficult, so difficult. And the, one of the biggest reasons was our magic testing. He just didn't want people in the, that's it. It was simple rule. I, when we test the magic tricks, we do not want anyone but our staff in the place. And that was such a rule that venues couldn't handle. Like the, some of the stage management and the local guys couldn't handle it, like the, 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 the steward wouldn't be, it would be, I got, it's my fucking theater. I can go where I yeah, want, yeah. when I want. Yeah. And we're just like, hey, we just, it, it's 20 minutes mm -hmm. twice, you know? Well, we would go, uh, I'm, I'm ratting out a lot of people, but they're not 
specific people, so I guess we're okay. <laughs> uh, we we play many of the same theaters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We see all the same thing. You got your you'll have your thing on the thing with everybody singing yeah, yeah. on it. So we play the same play, and we would come in sometimes uh, within within a month of when you were there, or a few weeks when you were there, and we'd talk to the crew guys, and the crew guys would always go, "Are there like uh, NDAs we got to sign?" and and they're like, uh, do we have to, there's all this stuff we had to do for Copperfield. I said, no, we have one favor and you don't have to follow it and it's not legally enforced. But if you're going to tell somebody how we do one of our tricks, try to get something for it. <laughs> 20 bucks, grilled cheese, blow job. I don't care what it is. Try to get something. But you don't have to follow that. You can just do it if you had a good story and you want to tell somebody. <laughs> and they'd say, man. Copperfield was really, and then they would pause and go, you want to know anything? <laughs> so right away, right away, while they were explaining the NDAs that they signed, they were offering to tell us stuff. And Teller would always say very casually, I, I believe we know it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sure. That's fucking awesome. You know, but it was really funny because the difference in the cultures, which of course is no difference. It's exactly, right, exactly. the same. Exactly the same. We played a lot of the, a lot of the same places. Always going in there to the. Oh yeah, because I would always see because you know they would some places would put a poster on the wall or paint something on the yeah, wall. Yeah, you'd have to sign, sign something. It. And, always, always and so we so we'd see yours all over the place. Yeah. Same theaters. Same theaters. Yeah. With me. Yeah, and it, and it's I don't believe I'm amazed you guys still do our tour at Hall. It just seems so labor intensive to do touring. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I like it. You know, I I, I always say Keith Richards. Billy Gibbons, Pendulette, the only three people who actually enjoy Dory. <laughs> and that will what? eventually be the band. But, oh my God. Yeah. That, I want that band. <laughs> I definitely want to see that band. And we're all working with people who aren't artists. Cool. You could open for the Copperfield Auto and George <laughs> show. It's, I can't see this now. I already see the whole advertising scheme. <laughs> Auto and George with representatives from the Stones, ZZ Top, Ben and Tell, David Copperfield. Yeah. Tribute. Yeah, that that Russian thing was, uh, boy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. It's, the stuff he's not saying is crazier. Oh, the stuff I'm not saying is crazier. What, all the way it ended up happening and we got it. And uh, we had another issue. It was in Jakarta in 06 or 07, I can't remember the year, where they had... You know, you get burned so many times. So you want your money up front. Yeah, sure. You know, you can't. So in a way, you want your guarantee up front. Yeah. So they just wouldn't pay us a guarantee. And our stuff, we had, we were going to fly. It was the first time we'd ever done this. We were going to fly half the show because it was a short run. Mm -hmm. So it was a short run. So I trying to, we're trying to amortize the cost. So sure. I boated some stuff. So we practiced, rehearsed some, some illusions that we don't normally do. We buy boated them and sent them to Jakarta. So it's a container. Mm-hmm. That container is floating around, getting ready to do be docked into Jakarta, and they haven't paid us yet. So I'm like, man, I don't want this boat to go in there because they're not going to let it come back. Uh huh. Which they tried. It took us almost a year to get it back. Oh my god. Yeah, but we didn't use anything in it out of it. Nothing really got damaged in the process. The reason we couldn't get it out is their reason, and I still have these little things. It was a little metal tag that goes on the container. So they wrap the container, and it has a, a like a carne number on it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that number because they it's a random thing they put on it. Sure. It's not like the number I uh, they assigned to me. Yeah. So they were like, that was their their excuse for not giving it back. We couldn't we couldn't prove it was ours because we didn't know that number. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time to get it back. And an attorney in Jakarta, and we went through a, quite a bit of. Well, you know, the, the good thing is once you have a foreign attorney, everything gets clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say, going back to illusions, knowing, knowing oh, now that you would understand oh, international Lord. property law the way you do, you oh. wouldn't possibly trade places. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, the stuff that you just get used to, and it's, you know, it's also, it's amazing how the amount of responsibility and things that you get used to little bits at a time, mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're like, how would I explain this to another person? Like, how could I teach another person this? It's, it sounds like, and there are days I look, I sit and I'm like, I don't feel like I do that much, but then I just go through my day and I'm like, okay, that was five phone calls first thing in the morning. Well, that was 16 emails and I had to double check this five times a day. I just do it without even thinking. If you needed to replace one person in the operation, it would be David and not you. <laughs> Wait, is that possible? 
Is that possible? Uh, so when did you become, when did you go from salary to a partner? Um, I don't know. In early 2000s, mid 2000s. That's where it was more like, you know, we, we work as a team, you know, it's like we're a mom and pop organization. You know, we're a big company that is, who's, who's, who's mom? I don't know. It's just, I think we, <laughs> we switch that off sometimes. No. Um, <laughs> but so it's, it's, it's weird. Cause we're in such, you know, you're in the MGM in this corporate world uh -huh. and seeing all the way that the, the people there deal with corporate and the, this, the vice presidents and the, it's, it's really interesting that we're so just kind of chilling out and doing our thing and just making sure it works. And we try, and it's funny because, you know, they, uh, I, we mentioned earlier that, you know, through the venues, we've had this reputation of being difficult. We are pretty self-sufficient at the MGM. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, I'm not calling the, the entertainment directors constantly. We've got this problem and I want with this part. We, we're not like that. We just, yeah. I'd rather solve it with the people that we have and that we've got there, like the stage manager that's there and then the per person right above him, as opposed to going to anyone else to deal with the issue, but no matter what it is. Well, the people, people up above just don't, don't know anything. I mean, they don't have hands yeah, on. They're not exactly. And then if you go to them, it's just, then it'll take them 20 minutes to try to, they, they will never get it right. So we just try to be self-sufficient yeah. and it works. It works. You guys are probably very similar. I'm sure. Yeah, we have. It's, it's, we, uh, we, everybody's changed so much that we, we're the ones, if you wanted to go to the people who knew how the, how the theater worked, the Ben and Teller theater worked, you would be, it would be, it would be Glenn, you know, it'd be Glenn that would know everything. Yeah. Well, in our case, yeah, we have, I've watched, outlived most of the people that have yeah. been there. Yeah. There have been, oh my God, I can't count the ticketing managers in the box office and the, you know, their PR people and. You know, the, they're, well, they're, you know, that used to be our theater. I, oh yeah. I yeah, know, yeah. I know where to, you know I know where to, park, well. right. know where to yeah, park. Right. Yeah. Right in the back. That's my spot. Right. Yeah. Right back. <laughs> yeah. you got, you got the pen spot. I know yep. that. Cause all we care about is parking. Yeah. Oh, I know. I have the, it's funny. Cause too. if you have to park in the regular lot and then walk through the casino, what the fuck is up with that? What kind of regular there, people are There's we? a kind of complaint. <laughs> there's a kind of complaint you want to have. Yeah. yeah. You remember Paul Shetter? Paul Shetter was the, the, he was back there when you would have been there. Tall yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, tall gray hair, yeah, real nice guy. Yeah. So something had happened with Paul's car backstage. They started to say we can't park backstage. This was probably mid two thousands, late. They tried that on us once too. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I can't. Number one, you know, David doesn't drive, so someone's going to drive him there. And I, at least I was like, they have to be able to park back there. And we also just paved that whole area recently. Mm -hmm. After all these years, it's been we've been there twenty years, and finally. They paved it. They paved it. So it pulled that one tree out. So now there's six cars. Ah, there you go. Used to be only two. Right. This only two it. needed to. This is the this is the most insider Vegas talk. It is. Right, yeah. This is the most insider <laughs> Vegas. But this is, but this is <laughs> the <laughs> shit. <laughs> Matt, don't you? <laughs> this I mean, shit. When they go, like, I wonder what Kenner and Ben talk about <laughs> when they get that together. Parking Mark, spot. Parking. <laughs> it's so Why doesn't he get a fucking driver's license? <laughs> I, he's it's not beyond him, is it? He's got a great backseat driver's license. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I don't. I love when he, when he appears on the motorcycle and you oh. go, I don't even know if he can ride a bike. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something? On the island, he's great on the golf carts. Oh, yeah. And he's, you know what? You're speaking like he's a 12-year-old. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> he's great on the golf carts. <laughs> you read so many books. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he has such respect for his elders. The only the only place he could he had to buy an island so he could drive his golf cart. No. And he had and he's great on the jet skis. You know? Yeah. He gets out on the jet ski and We're, I'm not saying that he doesn't know that you would lean this oh, way to go this good way. Point. I'm just saying <laughs> why get doesn't the fucking he get driver's license? <laughs> you know that and I've I've said this before in and in, in a way, I love cars myself. But how can he have a driver's license when he's never seen snow? Go oh on. my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, he'd have to, yeah, he, he wouldn't have to learn to drive in the snow at least. Yeah. Uh, so my fear, it was when I, years ago, I thought, boy, it'd be great if David got a driver's license. He'd get all these cool cars. And then it dawned on me. Wow. They'd have to stay perfect because cars don't, you drive them. They're on the road. They, other people are on the road. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to control someone else yeah. and there's how they are with, you know, when they're near your car. 
I was just worried that David would just want them to be flawless at every time. Yeah. Always perfectly clean. No dust. So, no this. I so want you, you to think- go out and check my electric mini. Oh. <laughs> just, uh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I drive. That's the kind of cool car that another guy with his face on a building has. Has, right. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about all the money David saved by not buying all those cars. Yeah. Exactly. So he uh, started a museum, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah, he didn't buy those cars, but he spends half a million dollars every three months yeah. on props, on magic stuff. <laughs> then the museum, you guys got to, if you haven't been in a while, right? I haven't been in a long oh, while. I've never been. Oh you're, oh, you're on the list now, 100%. I I got, you're on it my just mental happened, list. Guys. You're on my mental list. I just put someone else recently on the mental list and we had an opening and I was like, well, oh, you're coming. Oh, great. So awesome. you're I need I need I need to go through again, you know, because when when he um when the book came out, the oh, yeah, Matthew yeah, yeah. David Copperfield came out, and uh, I was the one who read it. I didn't just look at the pictures, I read it. I was just, you know, I'm cats uh oh, yeah. called me up uh, to ask me for uh, comments about uh about the Copperfield Museum. I think he was hoping for um some sort of slightly mean-spirited joke. But um, but really, I'm so glad you guys are doing that. That's great. Because uh, if it were up to me, there'd be nothing. There'd be Johnny Thompson's bracelet, and that would be that would be everything that was maintained in all of magic would be right there on my wrist. It is so, so good. It's also um, remarkably uh, not slanted. I mean, he's very, very um, Catholic in the uh, in the collecting. There's a lot of different, yeah. lot of different stuff there. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who are snubbed that I that people notice, but you really have really good stuff well, there. You know, and I was so thrilled that everybody that calls me and says, you know, there's these magic props. Where should they go? And they got they, they got to go to Copperfield. Yeah, they've got to they've got to go there because it'll be taken care of forever. Even after David, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think there's a really good and 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 we finally got around to <laughs> Ready Rich works for you doing the uh, yeah. doing the library. Yeah, oh, he's, and he's, by the way, always best practices. It's always best to have Penn violate the NDA first. Yeah. So it's very good. <laughs> Penn announced it. I don't I, know what you're talking about, I, Ready I, Who. I, <laughs> The speed at which I violate an NBA <laughs> is is unbelievable. I don't know any ready. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you've got the perfect person. Oh, exactly. In your life. And, and it was great too, because I remember. And you also don't have, what don't, they don't have how to play with your food or they don't have cruel tricks ready. Play with your food because I can't offer you mine. I don't have the sugar packet. Uh, well, we have to fix it. We, we'll get you. We'll get you. All right, that. sounds good. Um, Ready? Get on that. <laughs> this whole podcast agreement was set up just for that moment. <laughs> this is a carefully negotiated. But I mean, really, chest, having chest. a uh, having a really really good magic library is uh, oh. is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you really need 147 copies of Expert at the Card Table, but. <laughs> <laughs> Are there really 147? There's, yeah. fucking, there's a lot of them. But there's all the versions of it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right, sure. Yeah, you need that. You need all those. So, you know, speaking of that book, you remember Howie Schwartzman, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I was uh, 16 years old, and- This book gets you thrown out of Caesars. Was right. Oh my God. <laughs> Go get him thrown out of here. <laughs> That's Howie's fault. So Howie, just a dealer at a Midwest Magic Jubilee. I'm like 16 years old, and I- shown him a trick and he was like oh that's pretty cool and then we're standing this he goes do you have this book and he points to expert the card table the like a little dover edition mm-hmm. for two dollars and i i said no i don't i had no money i mean i would like to save my money to buy a deck of cards that i would use for a year and now i have thousands of them you know but, right but we know you're doing better than when you were 16 okay yes a little bit yeah maybe he did what hey, guy did the podcast i never mentioned that I'm making more money now than I was when I was 16. I wish I'd gotten that Damn in. It. But Penn just kept Thanks cutting me off. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Every right. time I tried to say, I made less money at 16 than I'm making now, he went into something else, <laughs> Russia or something. I know. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> what the fuck was I just talking about? You're talking about $2. Uh, oh, yeah. So he, he's like, you don't have this book. So Howie bought it for me. Oh. And you know Howie at all. He yeah. doesn't come off a dollar, penny, much less two dollars and i did remember him haggling him with, for the two dollars <laughs> he said oh, i'll give you a dollar i'm gonna buy it for the kid i mean i think he got it for a dollar so so i kept that book that forever and i thought i'd lost it and i was so bummed and i recently found that copy and to me it's better than i have uh, four first editions i don't care yeah. about those i really care about that one sure it's amazing how your first edition yeah exactly my very first one and it's like and i 
wish I would have had Howie write something in it that, before he passed away, but mm, it's all right. Yeah, the, the, the having a library, having all that stuff there is, uh, is pretty great. And we got so much more to talk to Chris Kenner about. Chris Kenner, who, uh, who is the boss of David Copperfield. Oh, oh, God. And that was Ben Sunday School. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> you become naked. You got an invite to the uh, museum. You I'm get excited. To go now. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was my yeah. chess move for the today. Yeah, you're 100 percent on my on my brain list. How did Matt get on the tour of this before me? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? We've got the uh, guys from Wedding Crashers. The guys from the throat Wedding Crashers. Coming next, next week, I think. You know, we love you. You got anybody to thank there, Matt Donnelly? I do. I just want to say quickly that Reddy Rich did invite me for a museum tour, but he did it on my birthday. And he said, I know you probably have plans because it's your birthday, but I could get you in the museum tonight. I said, you're right. I do have plans. He goes, good. I just want to make sure that it was on the record that I have once offered you a tour. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> I want to thank some members of the congregation right now. I'm talking to Danny. Hey, Goudot, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? Ruse. Matthew Sullivan. Betsy Batter. Penis Massacre. Little Mandar. Michael Fritz. And the person who can tell me what plate spring lessons are? Rachel Forrester. Jobathar Bowers. Adam Stickney. Sex Guy Jimmy D. Henry James Allison. Nathan Julian. Percival. Christopher Harris. Manuel Vidal Perez de la Mesa V. Petty Officer Scoop, and David Kay. Thank you so much. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.